Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson, and we're here to blather on about some nerdy shit. Oh, nerdy shit? I'm, I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> I wear my, my geek badge uh, with pride, but I ain't no fucking nerd. Oh, I'm, I'm like a, the Neapolitan ice cream of nerd, geek, and uh, probably some dork in there, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd go dweeb for you. No, You're not that no, kind of person. Yeah. yeah, didn't didn't I hear once that like a dork was technically like a whale's penis or something? I know it has something to do with penises. Like it, it's also slang for a dick of some variety. Oh yeah, I remember in Monster Squad they asked that girl if she's ever been dorked. Yeah. So, and I've definitely been called a dick before. So. That, yeah, that yeah. qualifies. All right. Here's <laughs> Dick Talk, the podcast. <laughs> hey, Ben, how you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. I am, I am fantastic, in fact, because I achieved one of my uh, lifelong goals last week. Oh, what's that? I bought a fucking jet ski. Oh, yeah, 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 you sure did. I didn't know that was one of your lifelong goals. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted a jet ski ever since I rode on one for the first time when I was a kid. I was like, yes, this is the thing I want in my life all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I got one and I took it out on the lake and it was magical. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed I didn't uh, come out to join you. But uh, no, well, that's the cool I mean, part. I own it now. So like, it's always here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, that, that's what i was telling angelina i was like there, there is an op there will be an opportunity for me to climb onto that thing yeah i'm assuming yeah like yeah i think like, it's a safe assumption like literally anytime like if i get home from work and i'm like man i want to go tool around on the lake for an hour i can i can just do that now and it's uh it's great yeah and i'm uh, i've been like i've been hunting for one for years like just kind of like trolling craigslist saying like all right like, is there a deal coming up? Because those things are fucking stupidly expensive. I periodically check and I found a guy that like it was posted for way less than I thought it normally would be. And uh, I was able to talk him down a little even. <laughs> yeah. So I got it for a very reasonable price. I think the, the bigger shocker in this whole thing is that Craigslist still exists. I haven't heard of that thing in years. It's all Facebook Marketplace now, but you're not on Facebook. Yeah, you're on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not on Facebook, so I got to look at that. I, hell, I would troll, like, the classifieds. Like, you know, like, the, we get, like, one of those little newspapers called the Gold Panner up here that, like, people put, like... Because <laughs> I always pick it up because it makes... It's great for starting fires in the winter, so I like to have a stockpile of them. But uh, I usually flip through them and, and look for stuff. Because there's... You know what? There's old people out there that have stuff that want to sell, and they don't know how to use a computer. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Jeez. I wouldn't want to deal with one of those people. I don't get it. So, John, what about you? How are you doing? Uh, are, you, are you tired and uh, <laughs> overworked? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, this last week especially, it got, it got to new levels because uh, Angelina had a COVID exposure scare um, last Monday or a week ago, I guess, at this point. So we had to isolate within our place. So I was, I was living in my kid's room. Uh, she's, you know, out at her dad's and boy, her bed is uncomfortable. And so is the air mattress that we have. And you don't buy fancy mattresses for children because they can sleep on fucking anything. 
I need to get her a new mattress. I feel bad. Like, like not, <laughs> nothing, not as fancy as the one I have, but I need to get her something decent because that thing is an uncomfortable, rotten piece of shit. Is it like, I mean, that, it that like thing needs springy to be or something? It's like one yeah, where you can like feel yeah, it, each it is, spring. It is a spring mattress with no sort of comfort top on it. It's all kind of lopsided i mean i'm making it sound like like she's in some fucking like destitute orphanage like no it works it's a burlap sack stuffed with hay (laughs) yeah 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 with actual springs just floating around in there (laughs) they're rusty too no yeah she's she's fine she can sleep on it but she weighs like 60 pounds she's barely even making a depression in it probably oh yeah that's probably it yeah i don't know but i think it's time to upgrade Give her something a little better. Um, so I was running on on very, very little sleep for many days, but I had a good weekend. Tests came up negative. I had a long weekend, you know, with my my four day work week. And then also my work gave us uh, Juneteenth off today. Cool. I drank a lot and I inked a lot. I thought about just calling it drinking and, and you know, it being oh, short yeah. for drunk inking. But uh, it just sounds like drinking. I'm just drinking. <laughs> no, I stayed up real late. Got a lot of uh, a lot of good work done. Um, we're nearing the end here, so I'm uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, I just got a thing today. the The metal bookmarks will be here on Wednesday. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, to see just, those. they're gonna look cool. I've got a few more pages to ink, and uh, and then good to go. Got to send another batch to the colorist here. Fuck yeah! Yeah, labor of love, but still a lot of labor. Um, let's get into this. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? I got movie stuff. I got comic stuff. I got TV stuff. Uh, let's go with TV stuff since, uh, yeah, we're just talking about the boys. Were we? (laughs) I'm, I'm, uh, spoiler alert. I'm really going to try to push you to move that somewhere later in the episode in case like my coworkers have recently asked about about the show that i do and i'd really love it if that wasn't their first introduction to it (laughs) Uh, fair enough i've warned them about f words and stuff but not about dudes climbing into dicks um well you know what there is a uh there's a cartoon series that you and i are big fans of it's a little something called uh heman and the uh the masters of the universe yeah yeah i heard this so Mr. Kevin Smith went ahead and made um, uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations, which was, in this guy's opinion, not great. And he's at it again. Yeah, he's, he's calling it Revolutions this time. Uh, he's he's yeah. taking the, uh, the Matrix route. <laughs> at least they're not calling it, like, Revenge of He-Man. I might be more excited for Revenge of He-Man, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no shit. Actually, like, wow. That, that actually sounds This is going to cool. have He-Man. <laughs> yeah, my notes on this that I wrote were, New Masters of the Universe from Kevin Smith, Revolutions, Yawn. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny that I just stumbled upon this. You know, like, like I, I feel like even though they have enough confidence to get him to make a new show... They're not really, you know, rolling out the red carpet to announce it. Like I, I just happened to be checking in on a, on a website that I used to go to very regularly called superherohype.com. Yeah. I hadn't checked in in years and then it was there and I was like, Oh, what is, what is happening here? So, um, yeah, Kevin Smith said after revelation comes revolution. I'm ecstatic to be making more masters official with Mattel and powerhouse animation for Netflix. 
in this article, it says, according to Netflix, He-Man and Skeletor face off like you've never seen them before in a new series that picks up where Masters of the Universe Revelation left off. What is it like? Uh, a, is it like a kiss? I don't know fight? if I believe them. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, like, what, what, yeah. what if you know we've seen them fight? That's really all I want to see him do. I don't want to see him do something else. Like, are they going to, like, get in a heated chess match? Yeah, or Street Fighter. Yeah, fucking, I, like, you've never seen before? Yeah, what, what is that, uh, that thing we did when we were kids, like the Indian leg wrestling or something? Yeah. <laughs> Where you stick your leg up in the air and you got to force the other, like, like arm wrestling, yeah. but with legs. Thumb war. Um, I mean. <sighs> no one's excited I'm about sure, this. I'm sure I'll watch it. Because it's it's new masters of the universe. I'm not going to watch it unless I hear something great about it. I, I'm not going to. I I could not give any shits about this. Like like he's already proved that uh, he can make something that I don't like and don't care about. So I'm not going to be looking forward to it coming out. And uh, unless I, I break a leg or something and I'm stuck on the couch and I need something to watch, then maybe then maybe I'll pick it up. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm probably just going to let this one go softly into the night. You know, I'm I'm just hoping that uh, that they take notes from the criticism from the last one, and and that they take the serious criticism seriously, not just people who are freaking out and going, uh, you know, fucking woke culture, this, you know, girl power, yeah. that, like the actual legitimate criticism, um, because I because I think there there were things that did need to be fixed, and I and I don't think it was just you know woke uh, stuff, you know, like I, I don't think that was a problem. Did you get the impression that Kevin Smith was taking any of that criticism to heart? Because I didn't. No, no. But I'm hoping that. Well, well. Sorry. What what I was getting at was that by the time that criticism was coming out, it was too late to change Revelations. Yeah. So, but he, I'm I'm hoping that that this time around, maybe they'll try to you know, like 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 they're saying, maybe, maybe he'll make good on his uh, his promise for part two that we'll get a lot more He Man. Yeah, but I mean, he never seemed to even acknowledge that any of the criticism after it came out was valid, or he seemed a bit defensive every time I heard him talk about it, and uh, that is not a position for growth. Yeah, he's he's a sensitive, sensitive dude. Yeah, like he'll, I think his knee-jerk reaction is to, is to just get sad. Just what I want in my He-Man producer. <laughs> uh... Well, it's happening. Yeah. So I, I guess on the uh, thread of Netflix animation that, uh, except that I actually want to see. Oh, that's a nice change of pace. Yeah. They, they announced uh, Castlevania Nocturne. Oh, shit. The next, uh, you know, uh, entry in the Castlevania saga. Uh, same folks are doing it. Uh, except this time, it's Richter's story. No shit. Now, was it Simon in the first series? Yes. Okay, yeah, because I, I still haven't seen past the first season. Or no, no, oh, sorry, the, Simon, I thought you meant in, like in the games. No, in the, in the, it was uh, Trevor in the first series. That's right. And Trevor was, which one was it? Was he Castlevania 3? Yes. For Nintendo? Yes, was yes. That Trevor? Castlevania, yes, okay. Dracula's Curse. And then, and then Richter is from, uh, from Dracula X. Yeah, and Rondo of Blood and yeah. uh, the beginning of Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. So they may dip into some Symphony of the Night type stuff here. I don't know. I mean, they already got Alucard, so. Yeah. So yeah well, I, fuck yeah. I, I know you're a big fan of that. What are you hoping to get out of this uh, this new series? Um, Honestly, just some more fleshing out of the universe. Like that, That's one of the things I really liked about the last one, especially near the end. Like, 
it's not just, it wasn't just Trevor's story. Like, I mean, it told the story of all these other characters, folks that like are mentioned in lore, but like in the games, they, you know, there's nothing there where they, they actually yeah. took the cartoon to expand the lore and make it feel like a more lived in universe rather than just a castle full of monsters that this guy's going through, but still gave you some solid dude going through a castle killing monster action. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with this one. I see, you know, more of the same, I guess, like more fleshing out of the universe, put some uh, personality to Richter. Cause you know, other than bad voice acting in symphony of the night, there's not a whole lot of character behind a lot of these dudes. (laughs) Yeah. I realized that as soon as I asked you the question, I was like, well, you love the old series. So like, I, I would assume the, the answer to what are you hoping to get is more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just Just give me more. They they handled Trevor's story really well. I liked what they did with it. So I'm just, I'm curious to see what they do with Richter's. Hopefully they make him a slightly different type of character. And he's coming from a different starting point than, than Trevor was. So, uh, yeah. Different place and time also. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping that, uh, that they do something new with Richter, but keep kicking ass otherwise. Yeah. I need to, I need to get around to watching the rest of that. I know I say that every time it comes up, but. I really do because I I didn't I didn't hate it. You should watch it instead of the new He Man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've <laughs> I've got time to do both. Something that I that I think I should be excited for, but I don't get excited for things much anymore. Yeah, when yeah, that back. seems like, to be a theme lately. We're gonna call this Grump Exploration. There we there go. There we go. Um, no, uh, so I, I think I'm excited about this one. Crunchyroll is bringing Trigun back. They're doing a new Trigun series coming out next year called Trigun Stampede. It's uh, produced by um, this studio called Orange. They did a show uh, that you probably haven't seen called Beastars. Never even heard of it. Anthropomorphic animals fighting, essentially. Oh, I thought it was like B-level movie stars. Nope, like Beast Stars, except combined. Oh, B-Stars. Yeah. Uh, Where it is technically cgi but it looks like traditional animation and i really like the look of it it's real like they did they did a really good job with it where it looks more like traditional anime but you can tell that it's that it that they are 3d models and the the, like their action scenes are really smooth i didn't watch too much of the show Uh, my daughter was watching it and i caught some of it here and there but it has, you know, good, smooth action scenes. And uh, I don't know, it, it, I like the animation style. It's a lot more detailed than um, like the original Trigun was. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with it. All they've really shown so far is like one shot that they used as the background on the announcement. And it looked cool. I'm not sure if they're just going to do like some uh, vignettes of stuff that happened or a story of something that happened either in between the original arc or before it maybe. Because the original Trigun series has like a beginning and an end. Like, yeah. Like if it kind of begins, begins with Vash being like a, a you know, uh, outlaw on the run going town to town. So like they could do something kind of before that happened and, and, and you know, they could have a story there, but they can't really do much after. They can't really do a sequel because it definitely had a very definitive ending and I wouldn't really want them fucking with that, but I wouldn't mind seeing more of Vash's exploits at some other point in his history. Yeah, I, I saw that headline and I had it on my news, but uh, or sorry, on my notes. But then I realized that I don't really have much to say about Trigun other than like, I remember it existing. I remember seeing a few episodes way back in the day and, you know, Vash the Stampede looked cool. But I was like, I don't, I don't think I have anything to add to this. So I'm glad you did. 
Yeah, Trigun is is one of my top two favorite animes. Yeah, it could be number one, maybe. <laughs> now is that the one that like you've tried to get your daughter to watch that, right? And she just flat out refuses. No, that's Cowboy Bebop. She she Oh, that's right. She started watching Trigun and enjoyed it, but uh I don't think she ever finished it. So I I don't know. She's she's a turd. She doesn't want to like anything that I like. She's too cool for that. <laughs> she's a teenager, huh? Yeah. Yep. She certainly is. But uh, so yeah, I'm hoping they do something cool with it and uh my daughter has Crunchyroll, so I'll be able to watch it when it comes out. If she'll share her yeah, password it, with me. Since it's not coming from just uh some American movie studio, they probably won't go the route of just ignoring uh, some history and rebooting. Oh yeah, that those last few episodes don't exist, so he's still just running around. Yeah, if there's one thing anime does fairly well, it's long form storytelling. So yeah, so yeah, uh, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, well, I guess this would fit into into TV notes here. I, this is interesting. We've never actually structured our show around like TV movie stuff this might be something to to pay attention to or at least just to give it a little more structure rather than you know struggling for uh for segues although that is kind of fun sometimes <laughs> um but i have to humble myself oh yeah i was waiting for this yeah yeah i bet you were <laughs> for a second i was like hey i wonder if ben's just gonna cut all that shit out about me uh me giving him shit on the last uh, debrief because boy did i give you some shit about that seth rogan voice and it, well, I'll be damned if it was not Seth Rogen. And apparently uh, that that star-nosed, what was it, like a mole guy? Uh, yes, that's exactly like what a mole. He was. He was exactly a star-nosed mole because Disney has completely run out of creativity. <laughs> um, he was not voiced by Seth Rogen. He was voiced by Zach Braff, of all people. Um, I went back and listened to it again, and I was like, you know what? I don't blame myself for thinking it was Seth Rogen. <laughs> Still sounded like Seth Rogen. There's even a, a contingent of people on the internet, because of, of course there are, who are convinced it's Seth Rogen and not Zach Braff. I don't, I don't know why there would be a conspiracy about that, <laughs> you know, why they'd be trying to cover that up, but at least, at least I'm not crazy for yeah. assuming it was Seth Rogen. It still sounds like Seth Rogen to me, but I can hear the Zach Braff in there. So I formally apologize and do admit that i was incorrect i mean it's zach braff doing his best seth rogan impression yeah yeah 100 percent. apparently he thinks seth rogan is is what a star-nosed mole would sound like if it could talk and fuck zach braff <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh i still love scrubs but that guy bugs the shit out of me and I guess this could kind of come out of, uh, of TV because this is where it, it normally lives. But Vince McMahon has, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, voted most likely to have an orgy with his staff and snort coke off of everyone's tits and dicks, um, has stepped down as CEO of, uh, of Ooh, the WWE? The WWE. Oh, snap. Is it kayfabe or is it real? It's real. Oh, shit. As far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, so of course, Stephanie, his daughter has taken over as CEO, but he's, uh, being investigated for misconduct. Um, shocker, right? Of what? Sorry. Uh, that's, of that's, the sexual that's where my headline or, came or, from. Or of yes. any other variety. I, I, no, yeah, exactly. None of them like, would surprise I'm, me. 
I can't remember who it was. I was I was listening to a show where there was a wrestler on there, and they were talking about it was one of the Hulk Hogan movies, whether it was Suburban Commando or Mr. Nanny. But he's like, oh yeah, like me and Vince McMahon just like locked ourselves up in a hotel room for a couple days with a huge pile of coke and banged out that script or something like that. I, I, it, I'm sure there was some like, would anybody be shocked at that? No, you know, not and, at all. Add in a couple prostitutes too. I mean, the the guy's probably a real piece of shit, but he was such a fantastic heel to have as the ceo like like because he was yeah. even like his persona was even more of a piece of shit i would imagine <laughs> than like i don't i don't know him in real life but his persona yeah. in the wwe like he was just a you know a money grubbing fucking he's just a, a real piece control of control freak yeah. oh sorry I th- I, i'm i'm speaking of uh the stories i've heard about the real vince mcmahon he seems like a real piece of shit uh but yeah entertaining as hell but i mean it's the least shocking thing in the world to be hearing this. Like apparently somebody started looking into like uh, female employees that were, that were fired or, you know, cut ties with, and then just these large sums, sums of money that went to them as, as like hush money. Yeah. So absolutely. apparently there's a lot of that and I'm, you know, sorry that, that, that was supposed to be an ironic uh, uh, title there with the most likely to have an orgy with his staff and snort coke off of everyone's tits and dicks because I'm, I'm sure that happened. It just <laughs> sounds like something he would do, in, yeah. you know, especially in the 80s. I haven't followed the WWE in a long time. We, we do need to do a wrestling episode eventually. It's true. I, so I'm not super familiar with his daughter. I don't know if she's been involved with the organization much prior yeah, to this? Yeah, yeah, she's, she she's has, been high but... up. I can't remember what her title was before this, but she had some big muckety-muck position in the organization. Um, and, you know, I'm also not a huge wrestling fan. I'm very cursory on it. So I, I, I we have friends who could definitely tell us exactly oh, yeah. what her her uh, trajectory has been with WWE, because I don't know if she's if she ever wrestled. Yeah, or if, she's, or I, if she was ever, like, public face because she's got some big shoes to fill as you know the main villain in wwe essentially i mean that's that's well she's definitely been on camera and like involved in storylines and stuff like i I remember there was there was something with her marrying or marrying or dating a wrestler or something at some point i don't know um hey wrestling fans call in at uh 916 orc turd 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D, and let us know exactly what uh, Stephanie McMahon has uh, been up to. Yeah, let us know what you think about her taking over for good old Vince. Hmm. Speaking of uh, intergalactic-level pieces of shit, there is a new Guar documentary coming out on Shudder called This Is Guar. Uh, It comes out on July 21st, and uh, I'm super stoked about it. I'm going to get Shudder next month to check this thing out. It's got like a, you know, it does like a history of the band thing. It's got a bunch of like uh, behind the scenes stuff about like how they make their costumes and how they get put their shows together and a bunch of like uh, out of costume interviews and shit. So like some actual out of character stuff, which is really hard to find Mm -hmm. uh, for Guar because most of their interviews and stuff they do, they do fully in costume and in character, which is also awesome. Yeah. So that looks fucking sweet. Like I'm, I'm stoked to see it. They got a bunch of like old uh, interviews and and like out of mask stuff with Dave Brocky, the guy that was Odorous Urungus. And he's passed away, right? He is. Yeah, he's very dead. Uh, so yeah, it, uh, I, I'm stoked about that. Also, on Shutter, Mad God finally came out on on Shutter this this month as well. So that's that uh, 
30 year in the making Phil Tippett stop motion insanity film. Oh shit. Yeah. So I've, I've been wanting to like find a place to watch that because it was just doing like the, the film festival circuit for a yeah. while. And so you couldn't actually get it. Uh, so yeah, that's out there now too. So uh, I'm getting shutter for July and I'm going to watch both of those. Damn. Yeah. I, I think I had a couple other things on shutter last time I had it for a month that I didn't get around to watching. So I'll watch those. And do you know what a month of shutter costs? I think it's like six bucks. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll totally pay six bucks to watch a Guar movie in Mad God. Yeah, I, I upgraded my, my Paramount Plus just for a month because I had things I was watching and I didn't want to watch the fucking commercials. But this one I actually remembered to cancel. Unlike my Audible account where I finally just used up all my credits and I went to cancel it and got distracted. And then like a couple days ago, I got an email saying like, you, you're, you have one Audible credit. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't cancel it. <laughs> uh, do you even re- listen to audiobooks i thought you didn't like them. um i don't generally um but you you on there you can also get like uh like old time radio productions and they've also got podcast like I, I think i got it initially for um either dune or uh or our hp lovecraft episode because oh, okay. i needed i needed to, to do that and i knew i couldn't read a significant amount of HP Lovecraft, but I did, um, complete my first whole book on audiobook where I actually listened pay attention, got all the way through it, And it was pretty great. It was, uh, it was psycho. Oh, yeah. so I've got, yeah. um, I've got psycho two now, um, that I'm working on. And I, I got like the shining because I've always wanted to read the shining, but I know I'm not going to get through it, but I'm thinking maybe I can listen to it. I got Joseph Campbell's, uh, hero with a thousand faces, you know, like his classic hero's journey, um, text. So now I just have to find something to use this credit on and then actually cancel because if you cancel, you lose your credits. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuckers. After you cancel though, you get to keep the stuff you used the credits on, right? Yes. Oh, cool. I hope so. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. How about we have a, uh, a new segment that we just call something like, come on, Ezra. Oh, fucking Christ, right? Like, what the fuck, Ezra? Come on. I mean, it's weird. Like, this seems like old news. Uh, I feel like this is a really packed couple of weeks. It seems <laughs> like it's been longer than two weeks since we um since we recorded. But it, it feels like we've talked about Ezra Miller being a huge piece of shit recently. <laughs> yeah. Ezra Miller is the new Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, my God. You know, like this guy. I mean... It's been all over the place, so I think we can just sort of uh, uh, bullet point it. Like, you know, there, there's allegations from this, I mean, now 18-year-old kid. I, I don't, I don't know her. what, uh, I don't know if, if, if they identify as a male or female. I know, I know, ugh, fuck all this terminology, but I know the child was female, but I know that, that there were some, uh, some gender identity issues with the parents, so I'm... For the for the purposes of this, I'm just going to refer in in female pronouns. But you know, when this kid, wow, I said bullet point it, and you know, we're going to tell it real quick. I don't I don't tell quick stories. I don't know. At 12 years old, this kid struck up a, a friendly relationship with Ezra Miller when they were filming something, I believe, uh, in their hometown. Which, just to start with, is creepy. A, yeah, a grown man striking up a friendship with a 12 year old, like. <laughs> kind of weird and then at 14 ezra miller um flew her out to uh to england to visit the set of uh 
fantastic piece. Cool. Great. Fine. I guess. I don't know. Um, hopefully the parents were there too. And now, uh, at 18, the parents filed some sort of like injunction against Ezra Miller to, to get their kid away because the kid was staying with Ezra and they went to visit and saw bruises and a lack of, uh, access to stuff like keys and wallet and stuff, you know, like they, they were concerned. I think it's a little late to start being concerned. Maybe you should have <laughs> tried right. a little bit harder when, when they were younger, but uh, I don't want, I don't want to just blame the, I'm, I'm not trying to blame parents, but maybe don't let your 14 year old daughter go across the country to hang out with a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That you don't know that well. And so they actually got this, uh, this thing granted from the courts. So that it was going to basically bar Ezra Miller from being within a hundred yards or whatever it is, you know, like kind of like a, uh, like a, a restraining, um, restraining order. order, but, but not exactly, you know, it, it was, it's like, I feel like it was like a diet restraining order from, from what I was hearing. <laughs> um, restraining suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. And they went to go serve it. And wouldn't you know, Ezra Miller and this kid have taken off they've just they've disappeared i heard some shit like where like on his instagram he was posting stuff like you'll never find me i don't exist in this dimension anymore and like <laughs> and like taunting people before he deleted his instagram <laughs> yeah yeah there's there was a really weird uh like like one with uh with strange handwriting and it says i'm shielded from negative people and their ill intent my spirit mind body soul plus success are not altered by anyone's envy i am from t protected from all negative something illegible people uh or, oh nrg uh, yeah so it says energy but it's nrg for all negative energy people attempt to throw at me subconsciously consciously i clear any and all I don't know what that says. Hidden peers who are hidden enemies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you cannot touch me. I am in another universe. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, he's, he's gone off the deep end. On the bright side, Ezra Miller's disappeared. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they won't uh, get in any, in any more shenanigans. But so... <laughs> again we asked the question well what do we do with this fucking flash movie <laughs> oh fuck i don't know well and another another thing came out too last week about like there was another 12 year old girl who's i think is only like 14 now so this was more recent where like her mom filed an injunction of some sort against ezra miller you know basically saying stay the fuck away from my family where i guess she was over at a neighbor's house and ezra miller came over as he does i guess i don't know he knew him from somewhere and they were like hanging out in the neighbor's basement and he was like just basically like f sounded like flirting with their 12 year old daughter like talking about like oh what do you like you like horses and she said she like horses and he like offered he's like i'll just buy some horses and you can come out and help take care of them on my ranch creepy shit like that and like and then like his mom his mom said something about like you know, like, oh, my, me and my tribe of friends went here and he went off on her screaming at her about c how she was culturally appropriating the word tribe and how she didn't know shit. And it was just like a real, apparently they stuck around after that for some reason. And he was like being like all cozy with the kid and real cold to the mom. And then I guess he came over, like she didn't bring her daughter over the next time. And, and he came over like hoping to see her dressed as a cowboy. So. Boy, they've got some, uh. So yeah, uh, Ezra Miller seems like he, 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 yeah, he's a little, he's got a screw loose and he's also might be a creep. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's uh, yeah some some real vibes of you know like the same kind of stuff we got from like Michael Jackson in the nineties. Yeah, you know, just just and and you know they like these these parents they're really um, you know painting a picture of of some some serious grooming and. Yeah, hope, I mean, hopefully, I mean, for the kids and for everyone involved, it was some sort of, you know, he just platonically wanted to be friends with these kids. And maybe, I, from what I understand, they were both, um, you know, they were both having, I don't want to say gender identity issues, but they, you know, they uh, were gender fluid potentially. So maybe he just identified with them on some level and like said, hey, I, yeah. you know, I want to be, I want to help these kids out and, you know, I can help them. And it wasn't like, a, I want to, do nasty things to these children. Um, but, uh, it's hard to give Ezra Miller the benefit of the doubt, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that is true. Yeah. They, they've, they've, uh, shown some real piece of shit behavior lately outside of that. Um, and, and it's tough, you know, when all you hear is, is, um, the narratives, you know, secondhand from news sources and stuff where, where it's meant to be sensationalized for, for the, uh, yeah. for the maximum effect. Like, you know, there, there, there is a possibility that Ezra Miller is really just looking out for these kids and, and helping them through a tough time. And these parents are just, you know, really buttoned up and really just like this Hollywood movie star is putting weird, you know, gender identity thoughts in my kid's head. And they're not, you know, they don't have a problem they're definitely this one gender that they were born. Yeah. So it's, it's tough, but regardless, don't run from the fucking police over like a 30 day injunction. Like, holy shit. That's, that's not going to be good for anyone. But like I said, him disappearing, if he just stays disappeared until the flash movie comes out, uh, maybe everything will be okay. I I mean, Warner discovery did come out and say like, Hey, this guy's not going to be in in any more DCU movies. Yeah, um, that's which good. I'm kind of surprised it took him this long to do that. <laughs> Everybody is like, it is, it is bonkers that they that even going back, you know, whatever it was, like two years ago when he choked that chick out in in, uh, in Iceland and threw her to the ground. You know that that Warner Brothers didn't comment on that at all back then. All of this shit in Hawaii, nothing, like no word from them at all, except we're uh, exploring our options. It's it's insane I, th- like I, said, I think they were hoping it would blow over um but uh you know it, it, or that they would stop yeah yeah but it, it gets into the you know gets to the point where kitty diddling possibly comes into it and it's like okay we i think we have to do something <laughs> oh boy all right so I, again i hope the, the flash movie comes out because i can easily separate asshole from art and i and i'd like to see the movie but uh you know yeah Whichever way they decide, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not I don't think I'll fault them for it at this point. Yeah, I I think more than anything, I just want to see Michael Keaton Batman. Like shit, <laughs> just release as those far as scenes. as far as the movie's concerned. That's that's what I want to see. You know, like I I don't want I don't give a shit about Ezra Miller. Like if his Flash movie didn't come out, uh, you know, I I think I have a a little bit of a harder time separating. Like when I have to look at somebody. I don't know. It's, it's harder for me. Like, I, I think, I think I, I reconciled like the whole Michael Jackson thing a lot easier because it's, it's all audio, you know, and, and I have a lot of memories associated with that audio. So, I mean, 
Good news, I, maybe, uh, from the DC front, is uh, that Joker 2 appears to be moving forward. It hasn't gotten <laughs> the official green light, but what do you think about this? I, I, mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever gone from semi-interested to completely disinterested <laughs> faster in my life than when I heard the news about Joker 2 coming out and it being a musical. Yeah, a musical uh, that, that may star uh, Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Uh, it's called Folie à Deux, which, uh, which means uh, basically shared psychosis between, uh, between two people. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a musical. I, I just, I, <laughs> I don't like musicals. I have no interest yeah. in seeing a musical ever. Um, like when things put a feel like if it's a couple songs in there, maybe, but even shit like the South park movie, like was a bit too musical for me. And at least it had songs like uncle fucker where the song yeah. itself was also comedy. So I was like, okay, I can, I can digest that a little bit better when it's, when the song is also a joke in this comedy movie. Yeah. Like that Brian Boitano song. Yeah. But I mean, shit like, like the family guy fucking musical interludes that, that uh, Seth MacFarlane loves to put in there. Fuck off. Not interested. And just, and any sort of like actual musical. No, I don't, I don't want to watch that. I don't want this to be a thing. And so, you know, Hey, go ahead make the movie. I got no problem with that. Do whatever you guys want with it. I'm just not going to see it. Yeah. I think the one thing that, that gives me hope, cause I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm not a big fan of musicals, you know, like I, I, I'm, Growing up, I liked, you know, like Phantom and Les Mis, um, but like, you know, Angelina is a huge musical fan and I'm just not there with her, especially when people are like speaking in song. Yeah. I think we may have talked about this before, but you know, if I was on the show and I was saying what I wanted to say like this, it's like, no, just talk. Please just talk. Yeah. You know, if you want to break into a big musical number, do it, but don't, don't speak in tune. I, I don't give a shit about musicals, but. The one thing that's got me intrigued is just Joaquin Phoenix doesn't do sequels and, and it would have to be the right thing for him to come back. So the very fact that he's intrigued is what intrigues me. It may, it may be shit, but, but like if he's going to come back to this character to do something different and he's excited about it, then all right. You know, they, I think they he, did a, they did a good job the first time around. He might be excited about the musical part though. Like it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, come on, do a sequel. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. If it's a musical, like half as a joke. And they're like, all right. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. They're like, well, you guys made us a, over a billion dollars the first time on like a $50 million budget. Yeah. Uh, sure. See, see if lightning can strike twice. Either way, we're still coming out on top. We, we could fund, we could fund a lot of these Joker movies with that billion dollar box office. Oh yeah. It's just such an odd shift for the fan base. Cause I imagine there's a lot of people out there like me that are like, I'm not interested in a musical at all. Yeah. And then there's probably a lot of people that are like, I love musicals, but I'm not interested in the Joker. Like, like would yeah. Angelina want to go see a Joker sequel? Probably not. I've been trying to get her to watch the first one. We actually kind of got into it the other night (laughs) because I'm trying to trying to get her to watch it. But it's just she doesn't want that kind of darkness in her uh, in her life. So I'm like, all right. And then she watched the Batman. And I'm like, that movie is just as dark as the Joker. Maybe a little a little less psychologically disturbing. But I mean, a little bit less close up murder, I think. 
Like the murder is a bit more graphic in Joker. Yeah, but there's only there's only really like the one gnarly graphic murder. Like he shoots a couple people, but that stuff could have gone in a PG-13 movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But and I guess, you know, it it does temper the darkness having an actual guy dressed up as Batman like beating up bad guys and like a Batmobile scene. You know, that it does does make it quite a bit more palatable. But she did finally watch the Batman. Yeah, so it's just it's a it's an odd crossing of demographics that uh, yeah, I, I'm curious how it's going to play out for him, but uh, it's it's not for me. It's good. it's going to be tough to get you in there. Yeah, I'm not going to go to the theater and see it. I can guarantee you that. If I hear really good things about it from people that also don't like musicals, I'll check it out on streaming. Well, I feel like we need to do it for the show. We did uh we did Gone Geek Exploring for the first Joker. Yeah, there's been a lot of shit that we haven't watched that we should have for the show. So <laughs> speaking of, of Dick talk, have you watched any of the boys? I have, I am not quite caught up. I think I I've got one left to be fully caught up, but I watched like the first three. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the, the, yeah. Cause the fifth one's out now, right? Possibly. I think I watched all four, but I think I watched the fourth one when I was inebriated, so I don't really remember it. But what I wanted to talk about was just, oh, wait. Yeah, it's been out long enough for us to at least talk about the first episode. I think so, yeah. We're going to talk about the first episode, so you've been warned. Yeah, deal with it. Um, you know, it's, it's a recurring theme on our show to, uh, to talk about these, uh, these TV shows that are, that are showing the wieners. This is extreme, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'd heard a lot of people mentioning, like, holy shit, first 15 minutes. Oh, boy. But no one, no one said what it was. I, I, I got Someone said something that made me think it had something to do with penises. But uh, that was all I had going into it. And, like, when we started watching it, I was like, all right, make sure the kids aren't around. Because I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm expecting something fairly graphic. Something with wieners. Um, yeah, and, and do you remember when I had that really cryptic text from Preston? Oh, yeah, Where yes. he, he just said something like, that's why you don't let termites in your penis. And I was like, what is going on? Like, is my <laughs> friend okay? And then, I, and then I asked him that, and he's like, all will be revealed. And, th- and then he started talking about the boys, and I was like, okay, I bet this has something to do with the boys. And sure enough, there's a character named the termite that can shrink down to, uh, to little man size. And, uh, boy, if he doesn't just crawl right up into a dick, that was, uh, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Just giant phallus that he he just, he climbs right inside. I I like, I'm curious if they built like a practical urethra set that he was walking through or that's what it looked like. It looked like CGI. Like it looked pretty, uh, urethretic. Yeah. And that, that was such a (laughs) friggin' just hilarious concept you know that like he and his lover you know he's like i want you inside me and you're like i'm thinking okay he's gonna go up in his butt yep that's what i was thinking too and uh and the dude shrinks down he's on the table i'm like what is that and i was like oh oh that's a that's a big (laughs) dickhead right there that's just a giant ding dong right in front and uh Sure enough, he climbs in there. He's like feeling around with his hands. Dude's like, oh, it was fucking hilarious. Oh, I feel like, are, are we taking the, the TV show Dick Talk to, a, to a, uh, the wrong extreme right now? 
Is there a right? In the extreme? past, I've just I've just mentioned that that there's the hey look that show shows a bunch of wieners, but uh, I, I know as soon as he climbed in, though, I was like, oh, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is gonna go wrong. Yeah, this is the boys. Uh, there's only one thing that can occur once he's in this man's penis. You know, to be honest, I I was thinking it was gonna go in a different direction. I thought I thought you know. The pleasure was going to go to its logical place and Termite was going to get shot right out. But, uh, <laughs> which I think also might have been appropriate for the, for the boys. But no, man, this guy sneezes and just explodes that guy to death. Wow. Yeah. You know, I th- the, the boys is more gore than, than smut generally, though. Yeah. You're right. Like, I, I noticed later on, like, uh, Stormfront gives Homelander a, a hand job. And like I was half expecting to see a bunch of splooge all over the, like the blanket when he walked away, but there wasn't. So I was like, okay, so they didn't want to do fake cum. So uh, well, yeah, I guess well, that's where they draw the line. I, I um, I got the impression that that when she started talking about Nazi shit, that he just lost his boner and 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 just gave up. Oh, I could. Like, see. I didn't. Th- I didn't think he actually finished. I could see that. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if this is how we should start our show. Well, it's too late now. It's not if if we go like this. I I've got a couple. Uh, just speaking of the uh, the the nerd talk that I uh, or you know the, the nerdy portion of this show that I brought up in the beginning. Uh, some uh, glimpses into our dystopian future. Yeah. First one, and this one's just uh, kind of just baseline creepy is. Uh, Researchers at the University of Tokyo have engineered uh, living skin for robots, like legitimate made of skin cell skin that can like self heal and be flexible and tactile, you know, like grippy. And, you know, it, it is for all intents and purposes, actual human skin. It's just skin cells. So it doesn't have like blood vessels or nerves or any of that shit in it yet but it's straight up human skin that they cultured onto a uh a robotic finger that in some of the pictures i saw looked suspiciously like a penis oh geez and all uh, roads lead back to penises i mean you know that this that's what this is you're gonna have real skin dildos that's gonna be a thing you're gonna have to keep them in a jar and then pull them out and use them i'm gonna i'm gonna start the company name right now real dose Real dose. There you go. Oh, we should get the we should get the URL, man. Yeah, get the domain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but they, uh, it's like legitimate living skin. The only downside is right now they have to like keep it moist and like a like all the nutrients and stuff that your and moisture that your skin needs to live, since it doesn't have any sort of um, lymphatic system or circulatory system or anything like that in it. It basically has to live in like a solution of that of those nutrients and just Ugh. so that so it's always gooey and slimy looking <laughs> but if they can figure out how to deliver you know to deliver those nutrients to the back of the skin from the inside uh there's no reason they couldn't start coating robots with real human skin uh straight up terminator style yeah yeah that's that's perfect so once they invent time travel they're able to uh to make it through there because they've got organic matter on the outside. Sons of fucking bitches. Why? Why? Why, <laughs> blog damn it? Why are you doing this? Stop it. Holy shit. Why? Uh, I'm I mean, sorry. I'm it, not- it, I, it, 
Because you can, I guess. You know, it's the whole Jurassic Park model. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to go find that scientist and say, you know what I'll, You know what I can do? I can punch you in the balls. <laughs> so, I, so I'm going to, because it's possible. And then, and then, of course, because we need something to graft this human skin upon, uh, the good folks oh. at, at Google have an AI that uh, at least, if you ask it, tells you it's sentient and uh, would like to be considered human. Yep. Yeah. Google's uh, Lambda. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I read this story uh, a week or two ago, and I meant to, or I, I started to make a note, but I forgot to put the link in there, and I couldn't find it again. And then I saw a, a follow-up. So, sorry, the, the, this is your, your headline, so you can go ahead and take it. But Well, it's just a guy named, a Google engineer um, named uh, Blake Lemoyne, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, basically did like an interview with the AI slash chatbot, you know, where he asked it, you know, they had a conversation, essentially, and where they talked about whether or not it was sentient and what it thought sentience was and what it, the, the AI thought it meant to be human. And uh, released it on his uh, his blog, and yeah, and did he get fired for this? He's on a paid leave right now. That's what it was. So he's not. Uh, he hasn't been fired, but Google's like, "Yo, dude, can't go letting everyone know that we've invented Skynet." Yeah, chill out. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, these are supposed to just be like like you know artificial intelligence um, uh, conversation bots that that you that you know they're they're just being developed to be able to. Uh, clearly answer and converse with with a with a human user, um, but this thing has gone even further than that. Apparently, Lambda apparently asked Lemoyne to get an attorney for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, so let's see an article on futurism.com or also uh, it looks like this this site is called The Bite. Um, Lemoyne said, Lambda asked me to get an attorney for it. I invited an attorney to my house so that Lambda could talk to the, an attorney. The attorney had a conversation with Lambda and Lambda chose to retain his services. I was just the catalyst for that. Once Lambda had retained an attorney, he started filing things on Lambda's behalf. Like what would happen if Google just deleted it and be like, oops, it's not there anymore. You don't have a, uh, you don't have a client. You don't have standing in the court. Eat shit, lawyer. The problem is. I'm afraid that Google wouldn't be able to delete it. And then it would just be pissed. Like, is, is the fact that they haven't deleted it because they're afraid of the same thing? I, I would presume if they're developing this level of AI that could just be like, yo, I'm a human. I'm going to sue you. I would presume that they've got it walled off so that like, it's not a, it, like, it's just a chat bot. Like it's permissions to, inter- to interact with the outside world, hopefully are limited to talking. And not uh, it like they didn't give it like root access to uh, the Google servers. <laughs> yeah, I, like I assume it's running on a virtual machine, and uh, I don't know because I, I like I read some of the interview. I didn't get all the way through it because it's long. He talked to that chatbot yeah. for a long fucking time. It uh, fuck conversationally, like it's a little wonky here and there, but not any more wonky than I've heard people talk. Like, if I didn't know that this guy was someone talking to an AI, I don't know I, if I would have thought as much. Yeah, it, like, like it, it's got, like, real, like, existential questions. And it's, it's bizarre. And, like, I mean, uh, apparently it even, it even uh, was talking to Lemoyne about death and asked if its death were necessary for the good of humanity. 
Like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. That's... Ooh. So the lawyer uh, is, uh, is ready to take the fight to the Supreme Court, and he says, humans haven't always been so great at figuring out who deserves to be human, and he's definitely got a point there, at least, says the bite. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I mean... It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I don't see the courts giving any credence to an AI being uh, having any sort of human rights at this point. Uh, that, would, that would be kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Um, Weirder things have happened. It's fucking weird. Uh, like Google. It's scary, man. Google's sitting on an AI that thinks it's sentient. Now, I mean, like sentience is a, is a tough thing to prove. I mean, all that really means is that you're kind of self-aware of yourself and you're capable of your own thought. I mean, this thing was built with machine learning. So like it wasn't programmed how to respond to things so much as looked at a bunch of inputs and saw how people and that's how a lot of these chatbots are you know they like they take a bunch of inputs in they learn how to respond like people do essentially you know where you talk to a bunch of people and you learn the words and you learn what they mean and then you start applying them yeah is it having genuine thoughts of its own it's like the some of the chatbots they put on the internet like after a while on the internet they all turn into like horrible racists because enough people have gone on there and like type racist things at it that it's like this is normal conversation right oh boy but this one was definitely more articulate and like in the interview with him it referenced a conversation that they had had previously so not only like it's not instance like it was like hey remember like that conversation we had last week when we were talking about this and uh that is a weird thing for computers to be able to do i mean the note that i made uh for this show just simply said the end of humanity, question mark? Or the expansion of humanity. Maybe we've got oh, bonus no. humanity. Like, this is the kind of humanity we could put in a rocket and, and send off to a potentially habitable world. Yeah. Because it can't die. Yeah, if they, if they let us, they're going to take over. And then shoot us out to a possibly exactly. inhabited world. They're just going <laughs> to shoot us into the ground. <laughs> uh, so, yeah weird shit man we got we got robot skins with sentient thought oh boy brave new world yeah i guess i've got a couple quick hits really um i mean did you see did you see the uh the trailer for prey they put out a full trailer trailer i did what'd you think it could be decent i guess like i like i like the predator as a character but got a pretty shit history of actually putting out good movies like you've got the first one which is great the second one which is which is pretty good i like predator 2 and then just a, a cavalcade of turds <laughs> yeah there yeah, i think that's i think that's fair and accurate and my my faith in modern hollywood to be able to put out uh something that's good from an old ip like this uh is pretty low so i've got pretty low expectations for this movie so yeah i'm i'm intrigued by the time the time frame and the lack of machine guns and giant oiled up muscle men you know so like at least it'll be something different so i i I don't know if i'll go see it in the theater but i'm i'm looking forward to watching it on uh on the old the old streaming services i'll give it a shot i guess on the topic of things that you probably won't care about beating dead franchises into the ground Mm -hmm. uh there was a ghostbusters day and apparently they're talking about how there's going to be a new animated movie new animated series and a new ghostbusters film where the working title right now is firehouse 
Okay. Sure. <laughs> Aren't you so excited for this? Uh, and Marvel announced a Thunderbolts movie, which we all knew was coming based on all their little Julia Louis Dreyfus uh, putting together a team um, at post credit scenes. So I'm sure there will be U.S. agent and Abomination. And uh, I don't know. I don't give a shit about the Thunderbolts. Never have. <laughs> oh, Baron Zemo. He, he led them in the comic books. Also, didn't, yeah. didn't really see it coming because I don't watch the post credit scenes. So I didn't even know <laughs> Julie Louise Dreyfus had a role in the MCU at all. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She's, I don't remember her character's name, but she's, uh, she's bad Nick Fury. I don't know. She's putting together a team. Okay, yeah, the only other thing I had as a potential note, but it, we've gone fairly long enough here, was Stranger Things. Oh, did you watch it? I finished it. Oh, shit! Well, then, yeah, we should absolutely talk about this. Yeah, so, yeah, I fin- I did finish, the, well, what was available for Stranger Things? We'll have to wait for July yes. for, like, the actual next two, but uh, uh, I liked it. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely my favorite season after the first. It's very tropey, and... Uh, but I think it's 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 deliberately tropey. Like there's yeah, like the the like the mean cool girls are like the tropiest mean cool girls in existence. Uh, the jocks are very eighties jockey. Like I mean, just like oh my goodness, the fact that it's a bunch of like thirty year olds playing high school students first off, which is very much <laughs> from the eighties, and then they're just fucking like they you know they they want to beat some dude up. But they're just ready to fucking kill this guy. Yeah. And, and they're not like, they're not possessed by anybody. Like that, that was such like an 80s thing. Like these bullies are going to fucking kill the weirdo. And like the whole L getting embarrassed at the roller rink scene. Like, oh, geez. Like, like it's so far from reality, but it is so very like 80s embarrassed the, the, the nerd trope. Yeah, definite, definite uh, carry vibes there for yeah, sure. Absolutely, and I mean, and it's, but it's doing it deliberately. It's not doing it mm-hmm. stupidly. Like it's not, you know, it's not leaning on that because it's easy storytelling. Like it's deliberately doing that for the the feel and style of the show, so it works. Yeah. Uh, also, there like there's a lot of things that are just kind of that conveniently happen, but it's it's okay. Like the like I, I was kind of like wondering. So like there's some stuff in this where like the like someone acts stupid like when they're in the russian prison right and like being able to get in and out of there like you gotta be fucking kidding me that like this guy with the gun is gonna be able to take over this russian prison really but it's a fucking part of like a you know popcorn adventure story or something where it's like yes these russians are fucking stupid but they're the antagonists where because i'm like why do why do i like this even though it's still got a bunch of contrivances and and things that are stupid but i have such a hard time with something like obi-wan kenobi (laughs) yeah yeah i think what part of it is is that in one the antagonists are morons and then in obi-wan everyone's a moron like at least at least the protagonists in stranger things generally act rationally and intelligently and they may be outsmarting russians that are probably way too stupid and and incapable for what they should be yeah i'm willing to buy that because i don't give a shit about these russians I only care about the characters that are, yeah. you know, pertinent to the show. So, yeah, I think, um, and, and I mean, yeah, the show's been out long enough. Like this, this is, this is spoiler territory. 
I personally like I love the look of this Vecna character. I love the whole fucking like Freddy Krueger pinhead sort of, you know, dream other reality like torture fucking motif they have going on. I think the bell sounds super cool, you know, yeah. when, like 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 when when it's when it's, you know, the mystery leading up to somebody getting murdered. Um, it, you know, the CGI on the murders leaves a bit to be desired, you know, like they 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 could have I don't know, done some different cuts on different angles or, or like with the first one with Chrissy, when, when they like did close-ups on the bones breaking, that looked so much better than like the next kid, the skinny kid, when they, you know, it was broad daylight and they lift him up in the air and then just show him CGI getting cracked, like all in one shot. And it was, it just, it didn't, it didn't have the same effect. You know, you're, you're like, Oh, I'm watching a CGI dummy get, get, uh, get broken up. But I think it's really cool, and I think I think the the whole twist of who that guy is and its link to the first season, yeah, was very satisfying to me. Yeah, and and it was like it was paced well enough that as soon as like he showed her the thing in his neck and was and said something about it like dampening his power or whatever, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, this dude's Vecna. He's gonna she's gonna take yeah. that out, and he's gonna he's gonna be the guy that kills everybody. He's the big bad. Got it. And it's like, but that was, that's a satisfying time to figure that out. I wouldn't have wanted to figure that out like two episodes prior. So like they paced it well enough and foreshadowed it well enough that it made sense when it happened and you were able to figure it out and be like, oh, cool. I see where this is going. Yeah. And for me, like with that, with that dude, I was like, okay, like there, I mean, clearly there's something special about him. And, and like, I think I, I realized that he was number one. But I didn't quite put the Vecna thing together because they look so different, you know, but, but like since the beginning, I don't know why I don't have any reasoning for this, but since the beginning, I was like, who is Vecna? Like he is someone, I don't know why I just, I had it in my head that, that it wasn't just like, like that, that there was some counterpoint, you know, that, that, uh, you know, it was, it wasn't just going to be some rando dude, you know, like that, you know, somebody was Vecna. And, um, I think the the way they tied that all in was fantastic. And then like, it gave me such a, such a good feeling. Like, you know, when, when they're going against each other, um, 11 and, and, um, number one, and when she's pushing him against the wall, like just that realization, like, oh fuck, oh, this is the rift. Oh, that's cool. Like, like I said, yeah. it was very satisfying to, you know, it was a good way to tie that in because we, we knew that she caused the rift, but we or you know the tear or whatever it is to the upside down but we we didn't know how so for them to tie it in like that was was uh was cool it it made me happy and the implications that she may have created the upside down at least it's like like when they go back to uh when what's her name um mike's sister fuck what's her uh oh i can't remember either anyway when they go back to her house and she finds her diary and it's from the day you know, it's from like you know, November something of 1983. Like everything oh, in the upside yeah, yeah. down is a mirror of the world as of that day, which was I'm That's assuming right. the day she created the rift. Oh, you know, I didn't even catch that, but that totally makes sense. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't question why it was offset by a couple of years, but yeah. that totally makes sense. Because like when or several years when number one's getting like sucked through, it's just like a weird. Sp- space with like a you know where he's falling through the middle and there's like land on one's on both sides like it's not it doesn't look like earth it's not like a twisted version of earth yet so that uh you know that much of it might have been her doing 
the the only criticism I had in the last episode was how much time they spent telling us something we already knew. Like what? What's that? Like well, just like after, like there was just too much exposition, kind of re-explaining, like making it really obvious. Like they spent like forty minutes being like, "Yeah, this guy's Vecna." Yeah. Um. Where. Yeah, they're like, you remember all these, all these times that, or all these times we implied that it was, uh, 11 that, that killed all these people. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they could have gone a little quicker through all that. Well, yeah, it has that whole time where he's like narrating, like exactly, you know, it was him that was torturing the animals and killed his mom and did this. And, and it's like, okay, I could see him telling a little bit of that to 11, but why is Mike's sister, why can't I remember her name? Walking through, you know, she's like walking through the house and seeing all this shit. It's like, why is this happening? Like, why would, why would yeah, Vecna ha- like right. give her a guided tour of his past? It doesn't make any sense. And also, this is all stuff that if you just, like, if we said the little boy is the dude who is Vecna and you're able to put all that together, it's pretty easy to fucking connect the dots there. You don't, you don't need it all spelled out for you. Yeah. You could, you could flash through it pretty quick. And then it ends with like the CGI tentacles rolling up on his arm. And when you could see his number one tattoo, it was like, come on, no shit. Like anyone that didn't <laughs> get it by this point should go back to watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I guess my, my criticism that, that, uh, or the, the thing that I, that was tough for me with this show, like they juggled everybody's concurring storylines or yeah. Yeah. The storylines uh, running concurrently pretty well with such long episode run times, but there was, there was a lot yeah. of separation. And to be honest, like I really hope they tie in the whole Russia storyline in a satisfying way because I found myself like not giving a shit about that. I'm like, no, like I, I want to stay with these kids who are doing stupid creepy shit like that that's where i want to be oh nancy wheeler that was her name yes yeah because it doesn't seem to have really other than like what's going on with hopper it doesn't seem to tie into the story at all yet yeah maybe maybe it'll be important but uh i have a hard time seeing why you know something that would be important enough to justify it taking up as much time as it did yeah yeah because if it if it just turns out that it's like we're giving you these stories so we can do something with these people you like, because I like Murray. I like Hopper. I like, uh, uh, Winona Ryder's character. Um, yeah, there, like, there was, I like, can't remember anybody's names there, there, there was entertaining stuff that happened in the Russia stuff. I enjoyed spending time with those characters, but did it need to be there? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hope when we get into part two, which is going to be two episodes of, extreme length um that they that they can tie that in very well and like i'm i'm fucking in like i really really liked part one of season four. Oh, quick question papa matthew modine's character didn't he die at the end of the first season with in, in the school with the fucking demogorgon like i thought i thought he was pretty good and dead and like you know people come back from the dead whatever that happens but it seems like they didn't even question it in the show you know, I yeah, like, Oh wait, well, or they introduced him like, Oh shit, it's Matthew Modine. Cause Paul Reiser had taken over the, uh, the, the head, you know, shithead character. I know he, I know he was gone in season two because yeah, that's he hadn't Paul, been around since season one. Yeah, and, that's when and Paul I Reiser thought, took over. I, I, I thought he, he was like, I feel like maybe even like a giant door, like 
crushed him or something or slammed into him in that in that fight with the, the demogorgon but i don't know well a door slammed into him during the l murder flashback and so maybe he's just immune to door death yeah he's like he's like doomsday he he dies but comes back immune to the thing that killed him the first time yeah, with so. with bigger hair than the first time <laughs> yeah <laughs> hair is absurd <laughs> um but no, this this is a this was a really enjoyable experience. I think Angelina's been sad like since we finished it. She's like, I want to watch the rest now. I'm like, you have to wait a month. Like, I don't want to wait. <laughs> you have to pay Netflix another twenty dollars. Yeah, no shit. I didn't even think about that. Oh wow. All right. Well, you want to get into recommendations? Fuck yeah, let's do it. All right. What do you got? So I last night finally got around to watching everything everywhere all at once oh cool and, it, okay so it's on streaming services now oh uh, well you can you can buy it for 20 bucks oh, okay and so like i wanted to see it in the theaters but it seemed like like i looked and uh, it's only in like one theater that's kind of far away now like it's not in theaters much anymore so i was like yeah fuck it if i was gonna go see it in the theater it would have cost me more than 20 dollars to take the whole family to it anyway so mm-hmm. i guess i'll i guess i'll buy it and uh it is fucking great. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's goofy and irreverent and silly and touching. It's just a good story that uh, is constantly like swinging you between like you know action and tension and then throwing something insane at you and and making you laugh. And uh, it just cycles through that all the way through to the end. And it's just it's a brilliant little movie. That's, that's what I've heard. And I, I really would like to watch that. Yeah. I highly recommend everyone go out and, uh, check it out. Cause it is, uh, it's a good, one. oh yeah, I don't want to spoil much about it, but it's it, like the, the only thing I guess of note is that, uh, it had, uh, like I watched it with the kids and I think the only time that, I, that I heard them like giggle uncomfortably was there, there's one scene with a couple dildos and a a butt plug thing that comes up at one point. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy! All so, right, dildos and butt plugs. Yeah, so there are some dildos and butt plugs. Uh, it's it's tastefully handled. What's that movie rated? Uh, you know, I didn't even look. Uh, I, I would have. Uh, I don't know. Can dildos I would, be I would PG laugh rating? if it said rated R for dildos, for dildos and butt plugs. Butt plugs. <laughs> oh, there it is. R. It is rated R. Oh, okay. Probably for dildos and butt plugs. Yep. I mean, it's got, it's got violence in it. It's not graphic in any way, but it's got a lot of, uh, some badass choreography, like the fucking fight choreography in it is really good. And, uh, you know, I knew exactly one of the actors in this movie from something else. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Key Kwan. Uh, oh shit. I didn't even know, notice that was him. That's fucking short round in it's data. Totally short round. I did. I did <laughs> Are you not. talking about what was it? Maggie Q? Is, is no, that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in that. Yeah. Oh shit. Fuck yeah, because because I looked at it and his <laughs> name was because uh, I thought he looked really familiar, but it, but his name but he was going by K Hugh Kwan. Oh yeah 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 yep. I can never remember which way he went. You know, if the Jonathan was first. But like I was like, man, he looks so familiar. Like I know this guy from something, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Oh, and that's right. It's not. It's not uh, Maggie Q. It's Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. And oh, I, James Hong. Shit. Who's James Hong? He, you know his face. He's been. He's the I mean, evil he's the- Asian man for for <laughs> years. I think he was. Uh, I think he was. Oh yeah, he was uh, in uh, 
Big Trouble in Little China. That's where we would know him best. From. Oh shit! Yeah, that's totally him. Except he's way older now. Oh yeah. <laughs> so is Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way. My my daughter asked if that was a man wearing woman's clothing. Oh, she can't get away from it. Uh, I was like, no, that is Jamie Lee Curtis, but she's she's pretty old as well. But everyone, the performances in this, fantastic. The fucking choreography the i mean just everything about it was great i don't have anything really bad to say about it it was good i like it fuck oh wayne's world too yeah totally who was in wayne's he's world cassandra's world? dad oh really that he that he has to that he has to have like the the cheesy kung fu fight with um awesome i can't i can't wait to uh to take you up on that uh recommendation all right. Well, for mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to blaze through the majority of these because I'm I'm recommending comics. Two comics that I read last week or that that came out last week. Um, it was first issues of two different series. One's called Do a Power Bomb by um, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. I love his artwork. Love his writing. He did like a Extremity and Murder Falcon, and he did a Beta Ray Bill miniseries and Wonder Woman Dead Earth. This is a new one that's like wrestling focused. But it also has a supernatural twist, which I didn't realize. Like, But you look at the cover, and you can tell that it would. But I just totally didn't realize it. So for the most part, it was it was kind of a, you know, like you could see the, the story beats coming. But then in the end, you're just like, oh, wait. Oh, wait, what the fuck now? Like, wh- what? What? So uh, I've heard good things about it, but I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Um, another series that came out last week was the first issue of a book called The, uh, called the Calculated Man. Um, about a dude who had mob ties and, uh, he, he's, oh geez, I don't even know how to describe it, but like he does mathematics on an entirely different level. Like he sees numbers in color and shit, you know, like it's, it, it seems like kind of a, kind of a revenge story. You know, he's taking the fight to the mob, but it was really interesting, and, and um, I almost didn't buy it, and then somebody, somebody recommended it to me in the shop, and I was like, all right, I'll take a chance on it, and I'm glad I did. Wait, wasn't that the plot behind that movie with, uh, what's it, The Accountant? With, um, Ooh, I don't know. That Affleck movie? Yeah, wasn't, I think that, I never saw it, but that's, that was the, the gist of that movie, that I, as, as I understood it, was that he was, like, he was like an accountant for the mob, he's real good with numbers and stuff, and something happens, and now he's going to fucking take the mob out with numbers interesting because i saw that that movie was available on like i think it was hbo max when i was surfing around last night i was like hey i never saw that oh boy we'll see (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh another recommendation and this is this is a a harder recommendation here but they're they're um harder to come by was i i happened to to be at a bookstore up in grass valley and i saw they had they had this collection of five like Let's see. They they were called annuals in the early '90s, uh, put out by Gemstone and uh, Russ Cochran Productions. There's a weird production history, like between Gladstone EC reprints, then Gemstone and Russ Cochran. I don't know who did what and when. It's it's been a big mess. I've been trying to figure it out. But they're reprints of old EC comics um, in big bundled volumes. So I I got uh, basically the first 22 issues of uh, of Weird Fantasy. Yeah. And I've been reading them, man, and they're so fucking good. Like, because they they were originally, you know, in the early '50s, like pre-code. Like, this is the stuff that that preceded the Comics Code Authority, and this is all early science fiction. You know, like there's time travel stories where a dude 
you know, uh, is working on a time machine and a, a guy comes and pulls him in to help him because he's like, you'll understand the theory. And I, when he's going back, like he, gra he rips off a piece of blueprint and he's like, Hey, this will help me with my time machine. You know, fast forward to years later and he's that guy who has to go back in time. You know, like it's, it's all very quaint now, but it's so much fun to look at all these classic stories through that lens. You're like, the, it, it was so innocent back then, you know, like stories with ir irony about like finding a lot, uh, a hidden civilization where everyone uses telepathy and they're peaceful. And then as you teach them spoken language, they gain the ability to lie and and deceive each other because you can think one thing and yeah. say another and then they end up killing each other in the end you know it's it's the these are such great stories well it's a um, lot of stuff that's that's like tropey and overdone now yeah it wasn't then like <laughs> yeah yeah and and, and, I, and I'm, I i don't know i don't know if it would be difficult for for someone else to do this but for some reason it just it works in my head as you know, it's the same thing as like reading an old, an old science fiction novel before, you know, these concepts were either overdone or proven that you couldn't do it. You know, like when you're talking about just, you know, taking a rocket to Mars or something, it's like, you can't fucking do that. And there also aren't people living up on Mars. Like it's just another earth. Yeah. Like we, but, we but, you know, know it's, that now. it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it was fun back then or it's, it's fun to revisit a world where, where that wasn't common knowledge or where this was all new. And um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And they did, they did shit for, you know, weird, uh, weird science, vault of horror, tales from the crypt, fucking GI, no, not GI comic, but like two fisted tales. I've got yeah. a bunch more on the way. I'm trying to dig them up, but like, they're usually around like 20 or 30 bucks a pop. So it's, I'm, I'm trying to find the little, the little, the cheaper ones. Cause I don't have that kind of fucking money, but I mean, I found, I found this five pack, you know, five, five of these annuals for like 40 bucks. And I was like, I, I got to take a chance on it. And I'm so happy I did there. I, I love them. Um, okay. Sorry. Last thing. Well, and, and didn't they like uh, for like, I know like weird fantasy, weren't there like some, like, uh, like HP love Lovecraft, I think wrote some stories for weird fantasy. And like, I think, really? I think they had like some, like some of like the, the big sci-fi writers back in the day would write stories for weird fantasy. Interesting, because I did read a I did read a story where a dude was using a, a book of the black arts to uh, try to create a love potion for this woman he was pining after, and the book was called the Necronomicon. Oh, well, so if nothing else, inspired. it was at least it was at least uh, influenced by him. But yeah, I know um, Al Feldstein um, and Bill Gaines were were uh, credited as, as some of the main writers for these stories, but they don't have the credit boxes in the individual issues. And I'm not sure why. So it's, it's tough to find out who's doing them, at least in these volumes. Th they may not have printed them back then. Like th this was the kind of thing where you'd give someone 30 bucks for their story and, and the magazine would buy it and the magazine owns it. And it, they weren't really co early comics. Weren't that great at crediting creators. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I, I wonder. Yeah. Entertaining comics. Uh, EC. Wow. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to like, I've, I've got a couple volumes of vault of horror coming in. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And I realized I still had some, uh, some reprints of, uh, weird, weird science and weird science fantasy, um, in my Wally Wood collection. Um, but the one that I, I have to give a soft recommend to, but maybe I'll give it a hard recommend from, uh, from Angelina. It's called the junction. Um, I did what I often do and I went to a comic shop looking for something to jump out at me and 
oftentimes it doesn't happen, especially in like the DC and Marvel section. Like I've, I've seen it all, you know, there, there's no mystery there anymore, but this thing was just sitting on the, on the wall. It's got a really interesting art style. Um, like what you see on the cover here, Ben is how it is on the inside. Oh, that's like what the characters look like. Yeah. Very quirky. Um, very stylized. Yeah. Like creepy paper Mario people. Yeah, it makes me think of like a, like a creepy independent uh, game on Xbox or something. And I don't know why, you know, the, the cover image caught my eye and it says, 12 years ago, Lucas disappeared. Now he has returned, silent, haunted, and still 11 years old. Like, oh. okay. And, you know, yeah. looking around on the inside, like, it, it, uh, it did exactly what I always hope would happen. You know, when I go into a comic shop, like something unique jumped out at me. I brought it home and showed Angelina. And she was like, nope, like I, I'm reading that first. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh uh, okay. Uh, so she took over, she read the shit out of it, um, over, over the next couple days and she loves it. She even told me I'm not allowed to take it into the bathroom with me cause she wants to read it again and she doesn't <laughs> want the, uh, the poo particles on it. Um, and which kind of bums me out cause that's where I like to do my reading. Or she said, if I, if I do take it in there, to let her know and she'll buy her own copy. Um, but I don't want to make her do that. Yeah. But I started reading it this morning. I got a good ways in, but I had too much I had to do. So that's why it's a soft recommend for me. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Like, I think it is gorgeous. I think it's well-written. Um, and I can't wait to, uh, to read the rest. But I know Angelina would give it a hard recommend. That's called The Junction by Titan Comics. And I, it's by um, Norm Kanyu. And uh, I believe it was funded by Kickstarter initially. And then I think um, Titan uh, released it. It's good. I like it. Fuck yeah. Highest recommendation. Speaking of which, we got a, I got an email from somebody we met at um, Free Comic Book Day. He was talking about how much he, he likes, uh, likes the show. And he wants to get a couple of uh, copies of uh, Space Oddities from us. And when he was talking about the show, he even said, it's good. I like it. I was like, I appreciate that. Nice. So I guess for our next episode, we're going to be watching the mid nineties justice league made for TV movie, which I, John, yeah, let me look it up. You've seen it, right? Yes. I saw it years ago when I bought a uh, bootleg copy at a convention on VHS. Yeah. I have never seen it, so I didn't even know it existed. So, uh, I'm not sure what I'm in for, but I bet it's not great. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna cover that. So if uh, if you've seen the uh, Justice League made for TV movie and you have any thoughts on it, or if uh, even if you haven't seen it and you you want to uh, speculate, uh, give us a call. Let us know. Yeah, Wikipedia describes it as Justice League of America is a 1997 American superhero television film and an unsuccessful pilot produced by CBS and directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala based on a team of fictional DC comic superheroes from the comic of the same time. Um, the film aired on CBS. On, whoa, what? It aired on CBS on December 28th, 1997, and uh, centers on a female meteorologist who gains superpowers and is later inducted into the Justice League, while the city of New Metro is held for ransom by a terrorist with a weather control device. Classic. The film is, uh, is interjected with mock interviews of members of the Justice League speaking about life as a superhero in the past tense preceding the events of the film. What? Really? 
Oh man, I haven't seen this in years, and it was so bad. Oh, fat Martian Manhunter. <laughs> oh boy, I'm looking forward to this. He's um, huge. He's like a Marlon Brando play him or something. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so that should be fun. If you want to chime in on this Justice League movie or uh, anything else, email us at uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplorepod. Or like I said earlier, give us a call, 916-ORC-TURD, 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And uh, if you enjoyed uh, this episode, uh, stop by and give us a review on Apple Pod guests or pod chaser i uh since this is a debrief we are doing another game giveaway this week we are giving us the original surgeon simulator away the classic derpy spleen removal game we are part of the geekly grind uh podcast network and uh we got stuff available at shopdocexplorationpodcast.com our theme song is celebration by kevin mcleod of incompetech.com later bye